And so it begins. This is way over our heads. It's a weather and climate podcast. I'm Jim Dubois. Kenny Blumenfeld's a climatologist. Uh, Kenny, how you doing today? You know, it's uh, it's going to be our first experience with snow since what? April of yeah, this year? It's been a long time. Maybe March. Oh, you caught me off guard. I was thinking <laughs> as, as you were introducing it, I was thinking how many times we probably used it. And so it begins. Yes. Or, yeah. <laughs> is it beginning? <laughs> but um, it's been a while. Yeah. I can tell you that. The last measurable snow. Oh, boy. Sam is going to have to give me a second here. <laughs> but the uh, I, we're doing well over here in the state climatology office. Excellent. It's, um, you know, we're still kind of keeping an eye on that drought because it's easy to forget about it when you get into fall, you know, you get into fall and everything seems nice and moist. And this is really, it's a matter of perception that I'm trying to understand. Still, if we go back to January, 2020 on average, the state is still over 10 inches short of normal precipitation. Now, of course, there's some areas that have an even stronger deficit than that and some that have less of one. But then again, if you go back to January of 2013, well, that, then it's a different story. Then we're still in a large precipitation surplus uh, on the order of a foot and a half or so. So I think that the, the bottom line is the climate's really interesting and it operates on multiple scales. And maybe one of the reasons that we're not feeling the drought as severely right now is because we did get some precipitation and it's fall and you're able to hold on to your moisture a little better in the fall. And maybe some of it has to do with the fact that for several years before this drought, we were running such enormous precipitation surpluses that there's there may be some extra water still around from that that, uh, you know, is, is preventing things from sliding further. But you know, on the drought front anyway, you don't expect big changes once you get into November through about March because uh, it's our dry season. And I mean, really dry season, you know, over the next five months, it's normal to get a total of 10 inches of precipitation or maybe even a little less in parts of Minnesota. And, uh, you know, if you take five months of the warm season, May through September, for example, and uh, only get 10 inches, that's a disaster. So we can kind of probably hold it steady a little bit. But how are you, Jim? Kenny, the climatology. I am... <laughs> how are you? No, I'm, I'm doing well, Kenny. Um, I have to tell you, I'm kind of excited to see a little taste of snow here. We've had a glorious fall. I mean, I, I have to say, Kenny, and, and I don't know what you're hearing over through the auspices of, of the DNR, but I know there was a lot of talk about Due to the drought, we might not have such a vibrant display of fall colors this year, but I think it's one of the better fall color displays I can recall seeing in many years. Okay. Well, so you like <laughs> the prolonged nature of it? Yes, uh, I do. You know, we've had fall colors on the landscape now for five weeks. The one thing that we kind of missed, and I think that that's what, that's what folks were referring to, we kind of missed that peak where that sort of harmonized peak where the majority of trees in an area are changing at the same time. I was down by the river, crossing the river by bicycle and then by car and just noticing Minnesota and St. Croix rivers both had beginning in, um, you know, late September and early October, real patchwork of, you know, where different 
trees that seem to have the same exposures were uh, in terms of their uh, color advancement. And that has persisted. So, you know, you'll have one, one or two trees in a stand or in a bunch that are, you know, starting to turn and getting to, you know, if, if it's a maple, maybe they're showing the reds and then other ones that have, are still green. And so we never had a big coordinated peak, but we have had uh, yeah, several weeks now of decent colors. So I'm glad you're enjoying it. Absolutely. Well, well, Kenny, what is in store for us? I guess it starts as rain, at least here in the Twin Cities. And this is a multi-day event, correct? Yeah, I got to say, I'm not too excited about the snow prospects in the Twin Cities area. Okay. I'm, I, I, I think it will get some. How much, if any of it sticks with the whole first wave through Friday is up in the air. I'm not even positive that we'll get accumulations in the Twin Cities. Now, in far northern Minnesota, north of Highway 2, it's a different ball game. They're going to get heavy snow and they're going to get wind driven snow. And this would actually begin. So what is it? Wednesday that we're talking So this. would Some of this would begin today, tonight. And then especially on Thursday, it's kind of a three three wave system. So the first wave is this rain that's going to move through Wednesday afternoon and evening over most of Minnesota. In parts of far northern Minnesota, it's going to turn to snow relatively quickly. Uh, this would be north of the Duluth area, but you know, in the Arrowhead, north of Highway 2. And then as this, that low pressure system moves out over towards the Great Lakes, it's actually going to intensify and kind of pivot a little bit. And that's going to allow the precipitation on the north end, especially to intensify while colder air is being drawn in. So then another kind of wave of heavy snow with strong winds is going to overtake, you know, again, maybe the northern quarter of Minnesota. So I'm not sure how many listeners will be affected by it. But, uh, you know, I know a lot of people are out, will be out, uh, you know, with Veterans Day tomorrow, a lot of folks that have the day off or going to visit people or uh, take a little vacation, there could be some problems traveling in Northwestern and Northern Minnesota and some of those wind prone areas. It'll be close to, I would say by, you know, by the time we get into mid Thursday, it'll be close to blizzard conditions in the open country parts of Northwestern Minnesota with strong winds, 35, 40 miles an hour and some heavy snow. But for the rest of us, it won't be until that system starts to kind of weaken And that allows the precipitation area to expand and lunge southeastward that here in the Twin Cities, we would start seeing anything other than flurries where we might actually see some, you know, snow that's mixed with rain and maybe heavy enough to restrict the visibilities down to a mile or so. This would be, you know, later Thursday into Friday. I'm not seeing any real strong signs of, uh, large accumulations in the Twin Cities with relatively warm ground still, Jim. Uh, you know, we could see, I, I, I won't rule it out. Getting an inch or two is certainly possible, but I also wouldn't be surprised if, if we didn't get much, if any, accumulations in, in the Twin Cities, especially in the urban core on the streets. Uh, you know, once you get outside of the Beltway, that uh, 494, 694 corridor, the chances of accumulation on any surface really go up. Um outside of that urban heat island. We've been kind of watching a second wave that would move through later in the weekend, Saturday evening into Sunday, but that just doesn't have much oomph. It had at times looked like it could also be good for several inches of snow. 
but at least in the current model iterations, I'd say keep an eye on it. It'll start out colder, so it, it'll have more cold air to work with. But even that system, you know, in the latest models, looks like it maybe is good for an inch or two in parts of Minnesota at best. So there's a lot of uncertainty with that second system. First system, I'm pretty sure northern Minnesota sees heavy snow. Twin Cities sees very little. Areas in between get kind of a gradient where, you know, out in central Minnesota, between, you know, St. Cloud and Park Rapids, you get one to three inches of snow, something like that. But then north of that area, you know, north of Highway 2, um, much heavier snow and uh, hugging the international border. I wouldn't be surprised if some areas got, you know, eight, nine, 10 inches up there. Um, so big snowstorm. But, you know, this time of year, what's this going to be? Uh, November, so November 11th, when it's all kind of getting down to business, do you know how many much more significant weather events we've seen on November 11th? Oh, yes. It's the 81st <laughs> anniversary of such an event, isn't it? Yeah. So we had the Armistice Day storm back in 1940. Uh, there was a huge storm in uh, 1911 that really clipped southern Minnesota and Wisconsin, but produced tornadoes up to 70 to 80 degree temperature drop, along with 70 to 80 mile an hour winds. So an all out blizzard then swept basically from Iowa and southern Wisconsin right through Missouri and into the Ohio Valley. And this was a massive storm. That was in 1911. In 1998, there was a gigantic low pressure system that at the time broke the low pressure record for Minnesota and produced catastrophic winds in Wisconsin where, you know, I think 10 deaths from that. So it's going to be a pretty powerful storm, but as November 10th, 11th, 12th storms go, this one is small potatoes, Jim. I mean, you know, 10 inches of snow and 40 mile an hour winds, which is definitely in the cards in parts of far Northwestern Minnesota. That's pretty substantial, but it's nothing compared to what we've seen in other years. So, you know, just be smart. If you're out in the roads, be careful. Uh, if you're traveling in outstate Minnesota, North of highway two, you should definitely have a winter survival kit and know where you are let people know where you're going but um, you know for most of the rest of us just to kind of fall fall weather system not a huge deal well we will definitely enjoy it and as you said folks stay safe uh, make sure you break out the shovel just in case and um, Kenny uh, great talking to you it's been a while it, it has been a while it's been yeah it's been about I don't know a few weeks anyway yep, exactly. So. Well, we'll be back on a more regular track here, Kenny. Yeah, I mean, you know what, though? We got to have something to talk about, right? Well, true. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, hopefully the weather will give us plenty of things to talk about. Yeah, over the next I mean, that's, you know, few weeks. Uh, as, as someone who works in this field, I got to say, we, we like it when it's active. Um, you know, we don't want anyone to be negatively uh, affected by the weather. But, you know, it's a little more interesting when there's something to talk about. Well, Kenny, good as always to talk with you, and we'll check in with you soon. All right. Next time, Jim, thanks a lot. Uh, have a great rest of your week. This is Way Over Our Heads. It's a weather and climate podcast. I'm Jim Dubois. Kenny Blumenfeld's a climatologist. We'll catch you next time.